Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time around. Tonight on the Beatles' multi-track meltdown, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to follow three songs through their numerous takes to completion. The first, Hold Me Tight, was originally attempted on February 11th during the marathon session that would yield the tracks, Sans Singles, for their debut LP, Please Please Me. The evening session began with the Beatles recording nine takes, only two of which were complete, as well as four edit pieces. They decided that their takes of Hold Me Tight had not produced a suitable master. So seven months later, on September 12th, the group remade the song for inclusion on their sophomore LP with the Beatles. They began with an even-numbered take, take 20, and after four false starts, the backing track was complete with take 24. They then overdubbed claps and additional background vocals to the backing track. The only background vocals that were sung on the rhythm track are heard in the second half of the A section, bars 9 to 16. The interesting thing is that the mono and stereo versions contain completely different takes of the overdub. The mono version uses take 26, and the stereo version uses take 29. A lot has been written in an effort to decipher which takes were edited together to create many of the early Beatles records, and Hold Me Tight is no exception. Although it is the only song with master tapes that survive today, there are still disputes as to which takes were used for the mono and stereo versions. Mark Lewison, in the Beatles recording sessions, claims that takes 26 and 29 were edited together to create the master, but this is incorrect. There are many significant differences from start to finish between the two mixes. The first glaring difference is heard at the first vocal entrance. The stereo version begins in two-part harmony for the first lines, rather than three-part as heard on the mono version. Also, the third part is barely audible on the first Hold Me Tight, so it might as well be two-part harmony for the first two lines. The mono mix is three-part from the start, and the dissonance of the first chord is a strikingly jazzy voicing for a dominant 13 chord. The melody starts on an A, with the E and B-flat below, giving the initial bars of the song a dissonance and wow factor that isn't heard in the stereo version. The overdub claps are also different in the first bar of the bridge. In the mono version, the pattern changes to the one-two cha-cha-cha feel at the first bar, whereas the stereo version's claps change the pattern a bar late each time. It is surprising to see Take 29 was used for anything other than the last A section and outro. In the second line of the last A section, McCartney changes the rhythm of his vocal melody, and while the stereo mix contains a sloppy three-part harmony, the mono version only has a sloppy two-part harmony. The former is most appealing if solely for the thickness of sound. The mixes are also quite different on the last line of the song as well, with the stereo version being the only one to contain McCartney's overdubbed harmony vocal. So had the edit actually taken place, as Lewison suggests, we would have had the best of both versions, take 26 until the last A section, and take 29 to the end. A good idea that would have created the ultimate mix that sadly never materialized. Harmonically, Hold Me Tight is rather sophisticated, and this alone makes it more than just another work song. Although both McCartney and Lennon dismissed it in later interviews, it is actually a clever song that is often forgotten by even the biggest fans, and hated by others. Out of seven chords, three are altered or mixed-mode chords, creating a sonic tapestry that keeps the listener interested in its twists and turns. Interestingly, the two chord progressions that defined rock music in the late 60s and 70s were very important to two McCartney songs written in 1961 at the age of 19. 
The first, the move from the flat 7 to the 1 chord, was a major part of the hook of P.S. I Love You. The second, the move from the 1 chord to the flat 3 chord, was the crux of the B section of Hold Me Tight. These two chord progressions from two innocuous songs would be an early sign of the sophistication of the Beatles songwriting and a glimpse of the change from rock and roll and pop music to rock music. Musically, Hold Me Tight holds its own with other popular Beatles rockers. As soon as it starts, you can hear a certain heaviness in the sound. The combination of Harrison's relentless ostinato figure and Lennon's chunking rhythm complement Ringo's solid open hi-hat groove perfectly. This is a great example of how Lennon's rhythm guitar could propel a song forward so well. It is frequently stated that Harrison and McCartney doubled the ostinato patterns played throughout the song, but there is nothing further from the truth. The song is a perfect demonstration of how Harrison could come up with the ideal guitar part for a song and execute it well. The pattern is precise, yet gritty, and gives a real sense of momentum. If one listens carefully, it is apparent that Harrison alone plays these unyielding phrases on the guitar because McCartney is busy with something else. Starr drives the song forward with a relatively simple groove for the first half of the A section, but when McCartney switches to eighth notes in bar nine, Starr changes his kick drum pattern, dropping the kick on beat three so the upbeat of three is where the heavy accent falls. This reinforces the syncopated hold and tight response vocals and makes the hits that much tighter. Starr's feature of the song, however, has to be his playing on the B section. After playing a straightforward beat pattern for the first 33 bars, the movement to the minor feel of the B section leads him to play a heavy eighth note pattern on the floor tom while accenting the one and three on the snare. Besides changing the overall mood of the song, Starr changes the feel drastically by accenting the one and three rather than the two and four. This alone would turn the song upside down, but there are two other elements at work that make the B section so unexpected. First, it starts a bar early, making the second A section only 15 bars long, a favorite trick of the Beatles. Second is the flat three chord. Put it all together and you have a bridge of which any writer should be proud. There is no doubt that many fans, critics, and the Beatles themselves have overlooked Hold Me Tight. The irony lies in the fact that the Beatles returned to this song for their sophomore release after a failed attempt during the marathon session for Please Please Me. Although McCartney dismissed it as a work song in 1988, it would seem that in 1963 he thought quite a bit more of it, racking up nine takes and four edit pieces in their attempt to perfect it for Please Please Me. Brought back to life for With the Beatles, the group did an admirable job capturing the energy of a live Beatles show with a well-written song that has quite a few surprising twists to it. Unfortunately, it was never performed live after it was completed on September 12, 1963. Tonight we'll be hearing snippets of two rehearsals, takes 20 to 24 of the backing track, and takes 25 to 29 of the overdubs. Hold me tight. No, you just keep, you just keep your bit on me beat. Don't bother. And try and do a couple of fillings. Just the offbeat one. Got the words. Uh, 23. One, two, three, four. It feels alright now, hold me tight. 
Let me go. 
what it means to hold you tight Being here alone tonight with you It feels so right now, hold me tight Tell me I'm the only one And then I might Never be the lonely one So hold, hold me tight Me tight It feels so right now, hold me tight Tell me I'm the only one And then I might Never be the lonely one So hold, hold me tight Tonight, tonight, tonight It's you with you it feels so right now hold me tight tell me i'm the only one and then i might never be the lonely one so hold hold me tight with you it feels so right now hold me tight let me go on loving you tonight tonight making love to only you so hold hold me tight me tight The Beatles' third single was recorded two weeks before their debut album was released. After the enormous success of the Please Please Me single in January, George Martin pushed Lennon and McCartney to write more hits. It was apparent at this point that they would not record covers for singles, and since their backlog of songs written between 57 and 62 were considered rather weak, they had a need for new songs. Written on the Helen Shapiro tour bus traveling from York to Shrewsbury on February 28th, From Me to You would become the first of many songs to be written on demand to satisfy a deadline. It would also hold the number one position for seven weeks, tied with Hello Goodbye as the longest run at number one of any Beatles single. Surprisingly, it would not find its way onto an American Beatles album until the release of The Beatles' 1962-1966, a.k.a. The Red Album, on April 2nd, 1973. 
Although it was hugely successful commercially, it initially received a mediocre review in Melody Maker by Ray Coleman and Laurie Henshaw on April 13, 1963. The arrangement of the song hardly changed through its seven takes. The main differences we hear are a slightly faster tempo, the addition of an instrumental verse before the second middle eight between take four and five, and the addition of an outro. Apparently, George Martin suggested these changes after take four, and following a short break, they attempted one full take and one aborted take before they perfected it in take seven. McCartney has often said that writing this song's middle eight was one of the moments when he and Lennon realized they were treading new ground as songwriters. The thing I liked about From Me to You was it had a very complete middle. It went to a surprising place. The opening chord of the middle section of that song heralded a new batch for me. That was a pivotal song. Our songwriting lifted a little with that song. It was exciting. It was so exciting that Lennon and McCartney originally thought it might be too different. In the February 1st, 1964 issue of Melody Maker, Lennon and McCartney contributed to the article How to Write a Hit. Regarding From Me to You, Lennon stated that we thought From Me to You was too out, although we always thought it would make it somewhere. McCartney added, I played it on the piano and thought, no, no one's going to like this. This is also the first song to have significant differences between the mono and stereo versions in the instrumentation. It's also interesting to note that it is the first Beatles song to have a bass overdub. McCartney plays the hook with George's guitar and John's harmonica on the instrumental verse. Tonight we'll hear six of the seven takes used for the backing track, followed by take eight, which added the intro vocals, bass, guitar riff, and harmonica in the middle, and finally the harmonica edit pieces. The Beatles' third single, From Me to You. I heard you talking, actually. Did you play? I thought Didn't I heard you whistle? You I thought I heard you stop. I heard the speaker. Oh. <laughs> I heard the whistle. Oh, come on. Take two. Sorry. Oh, ready. <coughs> One, two, three.
We're back with the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Although the Beatles, and Lennon in particular, had been influenced by Bob Dylan in early 1964, notably on I Should Have Known Better, Lennon's I'm a Loser is the first composition that truly shows both the lyrical and musical effect that the American folk singer had on the group. The song also showed their love of country and western music. McCartney elaborated in a 1994 interview. We used to listen to a lot of country and western songs, and they were all about sadness and I lost my truck, so it was quite acceptable to sing I'm a Loser. You really didn't think about it at the time. It was only later you'd think, God, that was pretty brave of John. I'm a Loser was pretty much John's song, and there may have been a dabble or two from me. On August 14, 1964, the Beatles entered EMI Studio 2 for their second recording session for their upcoming LP, Beatles for Sale. Take 2 was the first complete take, and the arrangement was quite different at this point. The rubato intro to the song was not yet in place, the band at this point opting to begin the song in tempo. McCartney harmonized the final line of each chorus each time, the harmonica and guitar solo were absent, and the group did not return to the instrumental section for the outro. Take three added the intro, and Harrison had a stab at the instrumental section, which was repeated at the end, but McCartney is still harmonizing on the entire chorus, something that would be dropped by the next complete take. By take four, Lennon is ready to play his harmonica parts while playing guitar, as he did on live versions of the song, but this take quickly comes to a halt, as does take five. Take six is complete, but the group was still not happy, and attempted the song again. Take 7 is stopped by George Martin after a very plosive P on the word appear, and he asks John if he needs a spit screen, something used to diminish the harshness of the plosives. John responds that he doesn't need one, although the P sound is still rather loud on their final take, take 8. After double-tracking John and Paul's vocals on the chorus and adding a tambourine, the song was complete. One of the highlights from the Beatles' fourth LP, I'm a Loser. I'm a loser, take 1. one two. One, two, one, Because so I'll stop on the one, two, because that's okay. where you'll come in with the mouth of it. One, one, two, one, two. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm Two. One, two, one, two. I'm a loser of all the love I have won or have lost. There is one love I should never have crossed She was a girl in a million, my friend I should have known she would win in the end I'm a loser And I lost someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be Although I laugh and I act like a clown Behind this mask I am wearing a frown My tears are falling like rain from the sky Is it for her or myself that I cry? I'm a loser And I lost someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be
What have I done to deserve such a fate? Realize that I left it too late. And so it's true, pride comes before a fall. I'm telling you so that you won't lose all. I'm a loser. 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 Well, there's a frayed edge for you. <laughs> Take three. There we go. Okay, George. How's it? I'm a loser. <laughs> And I've lost someone wow. who's near to me. I'm a loser, and I'm not but an antenna. Okay. <clears throat> oh. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Of all the love I have won or have lost. There is one love I should never have crossed She was a girl in a million, my friend I should have known she would win in the end I'm a loser And I love someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be Although I laugh and I act like a clown Beneath this mask I am wearing a frown My tears are falling like rain from the sky Is it for her or myself that I cry? I'm a loser And I like someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be deserve such a fate I realize I have left it too late And so it's true pride comes before a fall I'm telling you so that you won't lose all I'm a loser And I like someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be Take four. It's a bit corny, right? Yeah. It's hard to get a good idea. It's okay. The light is on. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be Of all the love I have won or have lost 
There is one love I should never have crossed She was a girl in a million, my friend I should have known she would win in the end I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear Oh, sorry, sorry Take five Because you've only got to come in now and then, it's just, yeah. I'm just Did all uncomfy, yeah. I've only got to be reminded of it. Okay. Okay. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Of all the love. Why? Take six. Appear to be pop the mic up. Appear to be. Oh. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Of all the love I have won or have lost. There is one love I should never have crossed She was a girl in a million, my friend I should have known I would lose in the end I'm a loser And I lost someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be Although I laugh and I act like a clown Beneath this mask I am wearing a frown My tears are falling like rain from the sky Is it for her or myself that I cry? I'm a loser And I lost someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be What have I done to deserve such a fate? I realize I have left it too late And so it's true, pride comes before a fall I'm telling you so that you won't lose all I'm a loser And I lost someone who's near to me I'm a loser and I'm not what I appear to be
Yeah, I'm ready now. For I'm the... Aye, aye. Take seven. Is George ready? George, you ready? George, you ready? Okay. Seven. Are you? I'm a loser, I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be, of all the... Yeah? yeah. Doesn't need one. <laughs> oh. Now, look, oh. have you suddenly turned your bass level up? Oh. No, I haven't. I see. Take eight. Okay, let's go, let's get out of here. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Of all the love I have won or have lost, there is one love I should never have crossed. She was a girl in a million, my friend I should have known she would win in the end I'm a loser And I lost someone who's near to me I'm a loser And I'm not what I appear to be Have I done to deserve such a fate? I realize I have left it too late. And so it's true, pride comes before a fall. I'm telling you so that you won't lose all. I'm a loser, and I lost someone who's near to me. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. That's it for this week, Beatles fans. I'm Anthony Robostelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963, and you've been listening to the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Tune in each Sunday night to hear more deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles tracks, live recordings, and solo outings. You could follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at ShadyBearBKLYN, and like the Facebook page for I Want to Tell You. It also makes a great gift, and you can pick it up on Amazon.com and at the website, The Beatles I Want to Tell You. See you next week.